Hey guys, welcome back. This is Inside Fitness Radio presents Total Fitness Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Matthew. I'm Walter. And today we have a very special guest. As you can see, this is William Grish. Hello guys, how's it going? All right, so uh, just give a bit of background. I'll, I'll obviously let you uh, talk about yourself. Um, but the reason you have been blowing up lately and the reason why we wanted to bring you on here is because of something called the carnivore diet. Now, for those listening, we're going to get into that a little bit later. Um, and the man, right, him, uh, the man himself, the, uh, the Wolverine, as he's called on uh, social media, will uh, kind of give us some insight into what the carnivore diet is, why, you know, why he's doing it, why the popularity might have uh, spiked with it. And, you know, we'll just go from there. So uh, why don't you give us a little bit of background about yourself, man, and uh, then we'll get into some of those questions. All right. So uh, my name is Liam Braish. I'm um... I'm an aspiring professional bodybuilder. I'm not. I'm not professional yet, but this is my aim. Um, I've been. I've been into fitness since I was like 18, 19 years old. I've hit a lot of roadblocks on the way, and um, I've tried almost any diet you can name. I've been on paleo, keto, Mediterranean, which is like where I was born. Um, I've tried vegan almost three years, a little less than three years. And now I'm, I'm a carnivore. I kind of, um, you know, me having no background in nutrition and just reading books here and there. I, if you, if you listen to somebody give an argument about a certain diet as a regular, normal human being, you're not, you're not prone to actually interact with it or, or give your opinion on it so you know like they use very they use very complicated terms Uh, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of complex material in it so if you're you don't have background actually even if you do a lot of people have nutrition background and they don't know what the hell they're talking about sorry about that but yeah you know that's that's (laughs) we we know a few people like that (laughs) so so you know like me being that person who's just like average in nutrition my best approach was to actually try each diet and see for myself if it's actually good or not. Like if you go to, uh, if you go listen to vegan doctors and there's a lot of them lately, like you're like, man, this is impressive. Like they actually know what they're talking about. Then you actually go vegan, bro. And and (laughs) there's a whole list of athletes who went vegan and then abandoned it because muscle, because of like uh, bone fractures, because of like uh, weakened energy, uh, weakened immunity, all this kind of stuff. So you know, I just had to try everything. And since I've had a lot of digestion issues, I've had a lot of like mental health issues. So um, I, I was always trying to find the best diet because I totally believe that everything starts with, with the food we eat. Yeah, absolutely. All kinds of health issues start with the food we eat. And I've seen a couple of doctors that have been able to prove that. And, um, you know... The, the whole the, the whole point is just try to reach my goal with the least pain and damage possible fair enough man fair enough yeah That's it's very interesting like the reason um we came across your page was because you were you're blowing up on tiktok you're getting well, really popular on instagram now i'm sure a lot of people who are listening to this know about a guy named liver king and you have been doing this way before he has and i'll kind of give a little insight into the carnivore diet but you I want you to break it down, kind of go over what it means to you, because I know there's different levels of it as well. But the carnivore diet is basically an all meat diet, all mostly red meat diet, correct? 
Uh, it doesn't have to be um, red meat, but let me let me just do one thing. Like I haven't been doing this way before Liver King. Liver King probably has been primal living like oh, okay. of okay. carnivore for a long time. But you know, every time they're during one of my interviews, people ask me like, "Oh, are you doing this because of Liver King?" Like, no, sir, I haven't not doing this because of Liver King. Liver King started going public about this last August. He yeah. created his pages last August, August twenty twenty one. I went carnivore a year before that. I I follow. I did this because because I don't want to. With all due respect to him, I have nothing against him. Like he's he's a beast, but I don't want to give credit to somebody where somebody else is worth taking the credit. I'm yeah, doing this yeah. because of people like Dr. Sean Baker, like Dr. Paul Saladino, like Dr. Anthony Chafee. This is why I'm doing this because Liver King, and he's very smart with marketing. He's more into the show. Yeah. aspect yeah and even though i'm doing the same thing as like to show because because apparently doctors aren't aren't very good at marketing uh, but but you know i'm the kind of person where i need more solid proof yeah so i owe my carnivore journey to mostly paul saladino sean baker anthony chafee stuff people like Fair that enough. so with your carnivore journey where did it start uh, you mentioned you had digestion issues. You you tried all these diets. So, what was the turning point for you? And did you start off as intense you are as you are now? You're eating like raw brain. You're eating, you know, you're eating raw meats. Uh, was it that intense when you started, or what was kind of the process when you when you first started the carnivore diet? Okay, um, that's a very good question. So uh, once I started carnivore, no, I was not eating all raw meat. Uh, I kind of. It's not that I eased myself into it because you don't need to ease yourself into it. Like we have very strong stomach acids. And if you want to switch your carnivore, you can do it tomorrow. And you, you, will, you will, as long as, long as your, your, your digestive system is healthy, you won't have problems. Mm -hmm. But the way I got into it, so I'm Lebanese. I was born and raised in Lebanon. And we have a lot of raw meat dishes in our, in our diets, like, you know, like as appetizers. So I've tried raw meat before. I've had it several times, actually multiple times. And the first time I tried it, I maybe I was either 10 or 12 years old and I fell yeah. in love with it. Like, like raw meat really is delicious. Yeah. So anyone who hasn't tried it, it really, really is tastes good. Like there's, there's several plates. Um, when I turned carnivore a little less than two years ago, probably like a year and three quarters or something like that. Um, when I first turned carnivore, it was because I went to a doctor. Um, I have a I have a major uh, like uh, health issues. I, I dislocated my jaw as a little child, and um, the doctor thought that it's it's not worth putting back. And down the line, it escalated into like bigger problems with uh, with anxiety, with depression, with because because my posture has always been wrong. Mm -hmm. But um, so I was I was at a doctor. I was getting uh, I was getting x-rays to try to fix that. So, so when, when the, uh, when the x-rays came out and they were very dark, the doctor says like, Oh, like this is, this, this is a very strong sign of inflammation. Like what is your diet? Like, I was like, I'm, I'm, I don't want to say I'm vegan, but I'm like 95% plant-based. I, I do have a little bit of dairy here and there, but mostly I wake up, I have like a 2000 calorie plant-based smoothie in the morning, pea protein, rice protein, like, and, and for any vegan who's, like who's even daring to say like oh i didn't know how to do it bro i was one of the most resourced and researched vegans out there like like i i would eat like nutritional yeast sperlina uh 
uh, hemp seeds, uh, uh, chia seeds, like everything, like all kinds of vitamins. Like I was trying really hard, but I was very inflamed. And I was like, and the doctor was like, you know what? Like, this is not very healthy for you. Like I can see inflammation down your spine. I can see inflammation in your digestive system. I, I, I think you should, you should look into a carnivore diet. I was like, what do you mean? Like, you know, isn't cholesterol bad for us? Yeah. He's like, uh, he's like, well, I mean, this is a very dumb argument. Um, why don't you, why don't you go look into it? Like, I'm not going to have time to explain it to you, but Hey, go, go look at that. <laughs> so I went home. He gave me, he, he dropped, he dropped a couple of names. He's like, go look into Sean Baker, go look into Paul Saladino and um, let me know what you think. I went home, looked them up, listened to a couple of episodes from each one of them. I was like, okay, well, you know, like, like these guys, I've never seen a vegan doctor that looks as good as Sean Baker. He's 54, bro. The guy's a fucking animal. Yeah, fair enough. So, so I'm like, okay, this is interesting. Let me go buy the books. Same day. Ordered the books, started reading. Makes sense. I was like, okay, let's give it a try. I mean, I gave vegan a try for three years. Uh, when I was back in 2014, I had surgery for anal fissures. If you don't know what an anal fissure is, so... So every human on earth has hemorrhoids. A hemorrhoid is part of the structure of your large intestines. So it's like, you know, like muscle tissues. And then there's like jelly material on top of it that facilitates your feces going out and stuff like that. So hemorrhoids is not the disease. Hemorrhoidal disease is when there is inflammation in those, uh, in those tissues. And then they start breaking and then there's blood coming out of them. And then with time, uh, hemorrhoidal disease can progress into uh, other like stronger diseases. And one of the results is a fissure. A fissure is like where part of your large intestine goes out of your anus. Right. That's pretty graphic, but that's, that, <laughs> that's what it is. And then when you get to that point, you're going to need surgery because every time you go use the restroom, like you bleed, like, like yeah. you bleed a lot. And then you can't sit down. You can't exercise. Yeah, I had to quit the gym. So... I got the surgery back in 2014 and I was back then I was on a Mediterranean diet. And then I got, I, my, my condition didn't get better, but it was kind of stable after the surgery, but it wasn't better. Like I was still having blood in my, uh, in my, uh, stool. And then when I switched to, um, I came in, I came to the U S in 2016, I had my only competition ever. It was a disaster. Uh, I didn't know what I was doing, but I got into a, like a little depression phase after it. And I started eating a lot of junk food for like a couple of months and my condition got worse. I was like, you know what? This must be the meat. So I turned vegan right after my move to the U S like before even 2017, like before we hit 2017, I turned vegan and, um, you know, there's this placebo is like, when you, when you, when you think that you're feeling better, but you're not feeling better. That's what happened. But still, my my uh, my digestion didn't get any better. I would need uh, a lot of times I would need cigarettes in the morning. I would need cigarettes and coffee just to be able to use the restroom. Because you know what? Like they tell you, if you're having constipation, you got to eat fiber. Like, bro. Hmm. I mean, apparently, and and I don't have a strong argument on it because again, I'm not a doctor. But apparently, fiber is very addictive. The more you eat fiber, the more you need fiber to move, hmm. to move in your in your feces because basically you can't digest it. We don't have any enzymes to break it down. You can't ferment it. So it's just sitting there. And now fast forward to when I switched to carnivore, 
all of this just disappeared. Like, I'm never constipated. I don't have diarrhea because diarrhea is a medical condition. Even if you have loose stool on carnivore, sometimes uh, this is not diarrhea. It's just that your your um, protein to fat ratios are a little off. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't have loose stools. I don't have diarrhea. I um, I don't have blood in my stool. I have no problem using the restroom. Even if I don't use it every day, it's not a problem because what? You don't have waste. You're yeah. literally, all you're eating is meat and you digest most of that meat. So your waste is minimal. Um, I don't want to say mentally I'm 100% good because that's, that's a lie. And I'm not, I'm not here to like trick people or lie to people. So, I mean, I've, I've struggled with mental illness. I was ever since I was a little child. But I feel much better mentally just because I'm not I'm not eating sugar all day. Yeah. Like my my main source of my main source of nutrition is not sugar. So I'm not on this like energy roller coaster all day long, spiking of insulin going down. Uh, basically, it's it's working very well for me. That's amazing, man. I think uh, Walter uh, had a question. I, well, I'm I'm just curious because having gone through something similar, um, I was told right away. Uh, no raspberries, no chia seeds, none of this, none of that. Nothing that can get into the fissures of the intestinal tract to then cause more of the issue to happen. So I'm, I'm curious that you went from having the issue to the vegan. And, and if you were doing all the seeds and everything at first, did that not amplify the problem? That did. Well, it was after my surgery, so I, it wasn't like when you when you get surgery, it's not going to go back to as strong as it was okay. before it, uh, because I like I learned a trick or two. Like first before surgery, I would push like I would literally like put in effort just because like, bro, I need to go to work. I need to do something. So, you know what? Like, let's get this over with. After that, I wouldn't like like if it's if it's not going like, you know what? whatever or you or Sensible. whatever or like like leave it leave it or or maybe use laxatives yeah but it it did it did get worse than it was straight after the surgery mm-hmm. like it was like like my vegan diet wasn't making my digestion any better it was actually making it worse uh, especially that i was having a shit ton of chia seeds man i was like <laughs> three four tablespoons a day just because you know like you want the proteins and you want the omega-6 fatty acids, which uh, arguably are not very, are not as essential as we think they are, but um... yeah, it's, uh, it's incredible to hear you talk about this because we, we have actually a mutual friend who, uh, who was a carnivore uh, diet advocate as well. And it, the first time we, we did hear about this diet, we were shocked that, you know, basically, as you said, you went from switching into the carnivore diet and almost like the snap of a finger, you basically got rid of those problems like how long did it actually take for your digestion issues to get to a point where it's like wow i almost feel like a normal person again instantly 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 the minute you drop fiber out of your diet most of your digestion problems disappear yeah and it's so crazy that we have a whole medical field like 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 you got doctors, you got research, universities, all of that, all advocating that you need fiber. Like anytime you talk to a doctor, it's like, oh, I'm a carnivore. Or you talk to like a PhD in nutrition, I'm telling them I'm a carnivore. He's like, nah, you need fiber. Like, bro, like, like, like what is wrong with the medical? Like, like, what is wrong with it? Like, how can there be such a division in opinions? 
obviously you, you, you're either trying to scam people or those five years you went to college are just, just sportless. <laughs> I mean, let's face it, a lot of people just don't like change, right? And they see yeah. something new and it's like, well, wait, I was taught this. I paid a lot of money to be taught this. Yeah. So how is this possible? Because it's, you know? it's crazy. It, we'll, it's uh, like the food track. I mean, yeah. We're all resistant to change. Everybody, oh, yeah. in, in our own ways, we're all resistant to change. God knows if I wasn't very uh, desperate to solve my digestion issues, and if I wasn't very desperate to bulk, which was one of the hardest tasks for me, eating a regular diet, mm-hmm. like I would, I, would, I would almost puke my guts out eating lean chicken and freaking broccoli and like like that was disgusting <laughs> this stuff yeah. like, survive on this diet uh when we like, were if i wasn't desperate to, yeah. to actually find a way maybe i wouldn't have switched to carnivore you know because people are like uh, this is crazy so but 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 it just blows my mind how many doctors advocate for things like oh you need to lower your cholesterol like bro in the past hundred years we have if we pull up the data like how many people die of a heart attack every year? How many people die of, you have, tw- only in the U.S., you have 28,000 people dying of diabetes every year. Type 2 diabetes. It is very well known since the 50s and the 40s that you can reverse type 2 diabetes by switching to a fat diet. Okay, well, if, if this is such a prominent issue and everybody knows that a high-carbohydrate diet causes insulin resistance and then it leads to diabetes and then you can reverse it literally get off your medication totally just by moving into a low carb high fat diet then why isn't anybody talking about this mm-hmm. well i mean i the answer is obvious <laughs> they make they make a shit ton of money out of you it's <laughs> all monetary it's all money man it's all monetary but it's all money but but, but like so you want to tell me that 90 percent of the doctors are bought out or part of them are stupid or like what's what's going on we, what we've noticed, because uh, again, just being in the industry for so long, there is so much misleading information. There's so much BS out there. What we have found is just people do not want to listen. As we said, we're resistant to change. I mean, we may know something is better for us, but as you said yourself, you were desperate, right? So how do we change that mindset of being, well, I don't need to do this diet because I really like cookies. So I don't want to go onto this diet. But that's kind of the mindset shift that we need to have. And I mean, you talk about it very passionately. You, you have gone into uh, some good rants. I mean, I've watched some of your YouTube videos where you're talking about why the high carb diet is not the way things should be done, especially for bodybuilders too. I mean, but when both Walter and I were prepping for shows, I mean, 6,000 calories a day, most of that's coming from carbohydrates, right? So why don't you go into a little bit about what your opinion of a high carb diet versus the good and the bad of a carnivore diet. And, you know, what has been the good for you? What has been the bad for you in terms of the carnivore diet? Okay. So let me, let me, let me put it this way. Um, the reason there's, there's many reasons why not many, but there's several reasons why I'm doing what I'm doing and how I chose to do it uh, via social media, via eating brains, you know, like you don't actually need to eat a brain. Like you don't need it. It's, it's very, it's very nutritious. It's very healthy. Uh, you know, like a, a single serving of brain with like a hundred grams is like, has like 3000 milligrams of cholesterol, like 700 milligrams of DHEA, 
which is like the most important omega-3 amino acid. You know, like it's very nutritious, but you don't need it to survive. I know a lot of carnivores eating just steaks and they're doing fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, eating the brain is part of a marketing strategy. Yeah. If I'm being very honest with you, because, you know, you're not going to blow up eating a freaking cooked steak. Nobody gives a shit. About that. <laughs> fair enough, sir. Fair enough. But, I think the testicles were the ones that did the most. So, so, so when people were like, oh, you want this to blow up? Like, yeah, bro, of course I want this to blow up. Well, I know. But why do I want to blow up? We lost 14 bodybuilders last year. Add one today. Add one today. Add one today? Oh, you didn't hear, eh? Cedric no, McMillan passed away. Who? Cedric McMillan passed away. There you go, 15. 15. Well, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry he'd be passed, but um, see, okay, well, we tend to ignore this because whenever you talk about bodybuilders, we're like, oh, they're on PEDs. Like, okay, I agree. They're on PEDs. By the way, I don't, I don't, I don't hide my my use either. Although I could pass for natural anytime, but I don't, I don't care about what people think. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I'll agree with that. But here's an argument. What if PEDs are not the main reason we're losing so many bodybuilders? What if the diet is the main problem and PEDs are just accelerating it? I'm very glad you said that and brought that up because Walter and I have discussed that on this podcast before, where a lot of these deaths are not necessarily, yes, there is PED abuse. There's more diuretic abuse, I think. And the real issue comes from the amount of food, these guys, unnatural amounts of food that aren't being digested well, that they're putting into their system. I mean, when these guys are in their off season, they're 300 plus pounds pounding like, you know, seven, 8,900, or sorry, seven to uh, 9,000 calories. So I, I, I'm really happy you did bring that up. Yeah. So Matthew, listen, so <clears throat> there's a lot of arguments that are being ignored, but still they're, they're valid arguments. One of, one of the people that I listen to, and he's not, he's not a doctor. He has nothing to do with, with the medical field, but this guy, this guy is a freaking genius. If you listen to him, his name is Tucker Goodrich. He's been on the Paul Saladino podcast a couple of times and other podcasts. Tucker Goodrich is one of the people that, you know, I aspire to be like one day because he has no background in the medical field, but the way he argues, the way he presents his arguments is like, is, is like genius. And he talks about linoleic acid and he talks about carbohydrates and the effect on atherosclerosis and heart disease. And uh, I tried to relate that to what happens in the bodybuilding industry. So, you know, if, if we can agree for one second that most of the most of the health issues that come in humans are from our diets right agreed yeah okay then can we agree that bodybuilders are twice or three times as much prone to catch these diseases just because we naturally eat more than twice or three times than a normal human being like right now i'm only weighing less than 230 pounds i'm not even close to being a professional bodybuilder and i'm still stomaching like 5,000 calories a day Yep, absolutely. So, so if our diet is the reason why we're getting sick, doesn't that mean if you're an athlete, you have at least twice the chances of getting sick? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, keep that, keep, keep that in mind and then go look at the diets that are very um, mainstream in the, in the bodybuilding industry. You know, if you're bulking, they tell you, well, you should eat a lot of carbohydrates because it bulks, which is, which is total bullshit, but we can, uh, 
Because like, oh, you can't bulk with fat and proteins. Mm-hmm. God forbid you eat fat and protein. You can't bulk. You're going to lose a lot of weight. Well, okay. Well, why do you think you're gaining a lot of weight when you're on carbohydrates? Isn't it because you're just like marbling yourself? You're building intramuscular fat and, and you're, you're, you're just like stopping your glycogen stores and putting on all this water weight. Like I can, I can go on a hard carb uh, high carb like spree right now for a week i'll put on like 15 pounds easy oh, yeah. easy i promise you i can put on like 15 pounds yep but but then when you go to the cutting phase you're going to get rid of all of that yeah because because you're going to deplete your glycogen stores you're going to get rid of that intramuscular fat so it's like it's like you're doing this for for, for absolute nothing mm-hmm. then the pure muscle is going to stay the pure muscle whatever you oh use. yeah 100%. but but if if you're bulking if you're in your bulking stage and you're eating you're eating seed oils because you don't know that seed oils are bad for you um, you're, you're cooking with, with canola or you're cooking with, I don't know, these like rancid oxidized phrase bullshit. And then on top of that, you're eating like, I've seen bodybuilders eat like 800, 900 grams of carbohydrates a day. Yeah. Like, like, what are you doing? What are you doing to yourself? First of all, you want to tell me that you can eat 900 grams of carbohydrates per day, every one hour, spiking your insulin level, and you're not going to have insulin resistance. You're not going to develop insulin resistance. Well, okay. Well, insulin resistance is going to translate into, into heart disease later on because, because insulin resistance is precursor for diabetes. Diabetes is precursor for, uh, for, for heart disease. And then Add to it the catalyst, which is not the main reason. Add to it, PEDs are the, is the catalyst. It's not the main reason you're getting sick. It yeah. just accelerates it. And then you have these deaths. So I was thinking like, okay, well, what if, what if I try to prove to people that I put myself as a test, I go online, well, but, but you need a lot of people to see. So you have to, you have to add an edge to it, right? Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, maybe raw brains because everybody's scared of raw brains for some reason. Everybody, everybody's scared of 1,000 cases of prions in the USA per year, which is 0.002% of the population. But nobody's scared of 28,000 uh, 28, deaths of, uh, of type 2 diabetes. You know, 1,000 versus 28,000, that's not a problem for them. And man, let alone the kids, it's, it's disastrous. But yeah. so I was like, okay, well, if I can prove to people that I can bulk on fats and... I can eat more than 10,000 milligrams, 15,000 milligrams of cholesterol a day. I can eat, like my diet right now is like 330 grams of uh, fats. Most of which is saturated fat. Most of which is saturated fat. If I can prove to people that I can do it, I can bulk. I can, I can feel very, but although they think that I'm not lean enough, which is I'm not, I'm like around like 12%, but still. Uh, but if I can do it without eating carbohydrates and without dying, cause you're going to see me in 10 years, probably still healthy, hopefully. And Talk wood. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you never know what happens. Maybe I'll get one over. Or something. But still, like, <laughs> if I can do it. If I can do that without having to eat carbohydrates, maybe I'll change their minds a little. Cause I'm, I'm, cause, cause I'm not, I'm not going to get sponsored. Like, let's, let's be, let's be honest. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be a sponsored athlete. Nobody wants to sponsor me and I don't want to work with them. Like, I don't want to work. I don't want to name any, uh, like nutrition company out there, but I don't want to work with either of them and vice versa. They don't want to work with me either. I don't believe that you need, and you need supplements. I don't need, I don't believe that you need like, um, like all these companies, like, Oh, digestive fiber. The fuck is digestive fiber, bro? What are you selling people? Yeah. Like brushed wood. What are you selling people, man? You don't, you don't that that makes you sick you don't need that 
And every brand that is very big in the fitness industry sells this. Uh, you don't need creatine. No, I, I, I promise you, you don't need creatine. If you eat a fat steak after your, uh, after your workout, you're getting enough creatine for you to, to function normally. Yeah. You don't need to go by but if you want to, if you want to take monohydrate, go ahead and take it. Uh, protein, isolate, denatured, hydrolyzed. Um, you, you don't even need that either. The material and the ingredients that we're getting in the supplements are the lowest of the low. They're like the absolute trash of any person can ingest. And everybody's like, everybody's promoting them. Everybody's about just making a paycheck. So, you mm -hmm. know, like if I'm going to do this, I'm going to have to find another way of making a paycheck. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> without, without having, without having to sell this bullshit. Yeah. Fair enough, man. That ad revenue on YouTube, right? <laughs> hopefully, man. Hopefully. Right, yeah. So. That's awesome. That, and that, that, that brings up a question that comes to my mind though, too. I mean, the problem with carbs as well is that they are cheap food for the masses, Right. So how much more expensive is your food bill compared to a guy who's, who's bulking up on rice and potatoes and, and doing the normal diet, do you think? Okay, well, I can't speak for myself. That's a very good question, but I can't speak for myself because my diet is very expensive. Like I eat grass-fed, I eat grass-finished, I eat pasture-raised, I eat raw, which, is, which has to be like the best of the best because I don't want to risk myself getting sick. Not because I think I'm going to die, but if you catch, if you catch a bacteria or if you catch something, you're going to get sick for at least a week. Mm -hmm. I, I don't want to, I don't want to lose those 15 pounds in a week. Just yeah. sick. I don't yeah. think I'm going to die. I don't think you, you, you eating bad meat is going to get you dead. That's, it's, it's not going to happen. Like we have, I have a healthy digestive system, but still, I don't want to risk getting sick for like three, four days. Cause this is like, this is lack of progress, you know? Yep. Yep. But you can survive off of cooked organs which are way cheaper than buying steaks and cooked ground beef so mm -hmm. when you tell me that oh you know like this is a very expensive diet like oh bro like this it's, it, it it doesn't have to be very expensive yeah it's not gonna be as, it's not gonna be as cheap as eating the trashiest chicken and rice but hey bro if you want it you know like maybe you should you should try going out less during the weekend or buying less uh buying less, less supplements or, you know, like, like when there's a will, there's a way because a pound of ground beef, 70% lean, which you want, you want fat in your diet. Yeah. Like everybody's like, I, I see a lot of people asking me like, Oh, you know what? Um, I went carnivore and I felt very sluggish and I didn't have enough energy. Well, yeah, man. You, do you know, how do you get pro how do you, how you, how you get uh, energy out of protein? gluconeogenesis like this is the most efficient inefficient way to get your energy so when you're carnivore your main source of energy should be your fats yeah exactly when you're eating you're eating lean steaks and lean chicken and lean turkey all day of course you're gonna be you're not gonna be good on energy like it doesn't make sense but if you get that 70 percent ground beef which is like i don't know what a, what is it like three dollars per pound mm. well we're in canada have, so <laughs> yeah it our prices are way up you know like you can always buy organic but yeah. you don't have to buy organic Exactly. Because when you buy groceries that are not organic, they have a lot of pesticides in them. Like they're harmful for you. But you, when you buy red meat that is not organic, it's not harmful for you. It's not optimal, but it's not harmful for you. Yeah. Because um, cows are ruminant animals. If you feed them bad food, they can transform it into good fats. Yeah. 
I think people forget that there, there hasn't much, been much information about that specifically as well. Right. But I'm glad you brought that up as well, but yeah, sorry, continue. So, so, so if you want to be on a carnivore diet and you're on a budget, you can, you can eat like a pound, a pound of ground beef is like $3. You yeah. can get a pound of ground beef for like $3. You can go, you can go to, to some like, uh, you know, like, um, uh, secondhand food, not secondhand. I like, I don't want to try not to be racist here. You know what I'm giving shit. But you know, like you go to a Middle Eastern store or a Mexican store or whatever it is, like not white people's stores here, you're gonna find cheaper foods. That's not racist, man. It's not because you know when I think of it, my you know, dad was bro, raised. In, in you're, you're in 2022. You're in 2022. You gotta yeah. watch what you watch <laughs> Absolutely, I, absolutely. But people, I, I mean, when I was a kid, I was raised on heart and tongue and liver and kidney and all that sort of stuff because my dad was trying to save money. While your dad was you know, making it wasn't a states. very strong, you're making a very, very like uh, I mean, smart decision. Um, it's it's more nutritious and it's cheaper. A pound of kidney here is like three dollars. Yeah. A pound of heart, if you're not gonna get it from where I buy it from, because I buy it like from the best sources, because I want to eat it raw. But if you want to eat it cooked, like make it into a soup, you can do that. Yeah. You can actually do that. Oh, they all range between three to five dollars per pound. So. And then, and then it's not very hard to get, to get grass-fed butter and grass-fed ghee. That's not very expensive, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. One, uh, one question that I had, kind of the last question I personally had for you uh, for this podcast was, do you miss sugar at all? Like, anytime, are you craving cookies? Are you, is there any time you're walking past the bakery and you're like, man, I kind of wish I had that? Are you totally content and complacent with the way that you're eating? You're satisfied with it and it's good. Absolutely beautiful question. I crave sugar all the time. <laughs> I crave sugar all the time. Um, I'm trying to do something right now to like um, work on that. Is I cut carbs out of my diet 100. Right. I was eating uh, some honey here and there, and I realized the more you eat honey, the more you crave sugar. Yeah, sugar is very addictive, and very few very few people know how addictive sugar is. Like it's more addictive physiologically than cocaine. Yes, and um, uh, what I'm trying to do right now is like cut it 100% out of my diet and turn all those calories that I was getting from carbohydrates 100% into fats. So I wouldn't be craving anything, but I do crave it. And one of my weak points is, is uh, wheat. So uh, like, like homemade sweets, like bread, like yeah. I, I absolutely love them. I do have them very rarely, very rarely, but I'm not going to lie. Like I'm not, I'm not like 100% strict. If I feel like, oh, I like, like it's been on my mind for a week. I just, just go have it, man. Yeah. But don't have it every day. Yeah. And one thing is very important to mention is that I don't have dedicated cheat meal, cheat days during the day. Like I like, I just don't feel, I don't feel like having a cheat day is productive. You know, yeah, no, it's not like if you're on a diet, you just got to be on this diet. Like you just, you have to, first of all, you have to believe that this is the best for you. Then you have to be on it all the time, but maybe like once a month, once every two weeks, whatever it is, like if you crave something so bad, just go freaking have it. Man. It's not, mm -hmm. not going to be the end of the world. You're yeah. still 99% dedicated. Mm -hmm. Just don't lose grip of that and yeah. start like having it every other day. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Every other day doesn't work for anything. No, 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 sir, so it does not. What would be the point? Did you have uh, another question there, Walter? No, I, I mean, I, I think the, the 
the chia seeds was something that particularly interested me because I, I've dealt with uh, diverticulitis. I've had surgeries, um, not quite as bad as yours, but I, I've had those. So that was an interesting part of the topic for me. You know, I, mean, I, I have doctors going, you can't eat this, you can't eat this, you can't eat this, but take the psyllium fiber every day, every day, um, which. But, 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 you know, like through. when you have diverticulitis, like the first thing they should recommend is you getting off fibers. Mm-hmm. So why would they give you a fiber medicine? Well, that was, I, mean, I think because the doctor was making money selling it. Yeah. See, see, it's well, I, always about that. You can't trust a drug dealer, man. You can't trust a drug dealer. <laughs> and literally, doctors are drug dealers. I really, I really hope as many doctors listen to this and see this. Do- they're, they're drug dealers, bro. They're drug. You just can't trust them. Yeah. No, that's that's great, man. I like that. Refreshing. Um, yeah. But again, man, thank you so much. We didn't want to take up too much of your time today, but we would love to have you back on if uh, if you want to come and talk even more in depth because. There's so many more things that we did want to cover with you uh, in terms of the fitness industry, the misleading information that's out there and all that fun stuff. So again, thank you, man, so much for uh, your time today. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I would love to come on anytime you guys want. Awesome, guys. All right. There you go, guys. That is another episode done and dusted. Stay safe. Stay breezy. Take care, guys.